Hi guys, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by our very own Joanna Thurkettle, a consultant here at There Be Giants. Today, Joanna and I are going to talk about the differences between feedback and coaching and how they can benefit your business. Welcome to Giant Talk, Joe. It's lovely to have you with us for today's episode. For any listeners that don't already know who you are, please can you introduce yourself? Sure, thanks Carly. So yeah, I'm Joanna Thurkettle, or Joe, if you do know me outside of um, the podcast. <laughs> and what I do is, like Carly said, I'm a consultant at There Be Giants and I lead on projects. I lead on our process side and methodology in the academy um, and also own all of our methodologies. So make sure that everything's all up to date when we do our own reflections um, in-house as well. Thank you, Joe, for the intro. So let's dive straight in and start by talking about what are the differences between feedback and coaching and what does each one mean? Thanks, Carly. Yes. So it's it's a really interesting question. And I think this is something that can really open up a lot of conversation. So with my experience with the difference between coaching and feedback is a lot of people tend to overcomplicate this or really get into the nitty gritty about what is feedback and what is coaching when really you need to just think about them as different types of conversations or as part of different conversations. Now, touching on a feedback type of conversation first, a feedback conversation is really going to focus on something specific. So whether that's a specific topic or event or something that's happened. And what we want to do with this feedback conversation is either encourage more of the right behaviours. So positive feedback. So we're we're getting people to do more of something or if something isn't working so well and we need a change in that behaviour or way of working. And feedback is there to help people change their way of working and grow as an individual. So you can also use feedback when someone is new to a job or a role and you need to be a little bit more directive. So when we come on to talking about coaching, I'll talk about how that's more about questioning and getting somebody to to have those eureka moments themselves. But sometimes there's no use coaching someone if they haven't got the answers. So they might just need a little bit more feedback and for you to be more directive to begin with before you move on to that more coaching style conversation. Now, moving on to coaching, um, first of all, just to say coaching doesn't really have to be anything really, really formal. You know, if you're a leader or a coach within an organisation, you can look for these coachable moments um, during different types of conversations. But this is where you're really wanting to be more inquisitive rather than directive. So the aim of coaching really is to foster self-discovery. So we want that person to really get to um, where they need to be themselves. So through really different types of listening. So you want to be really actively listening to that person um, as a coach or a leader and then using the right types of questions to get that, well, to evoke that awareness and insight themselves. So your coaching really is more, um, you know, the more inquisitive style, whereas feedback is more directive. Thank you, Joe. That's really, um, really, really helpful and really useful to understand the difference in the two. And it sounds as if, um, as you said, coaching is more inquisitive, um, helping those to, to understand where they want to get to, to reach their goals um, and feedback 
it sounds like gives a bit more information on sort of past behaviors as opposed to future to actions like coaching does. So can you give some examples of some good feedback and how you can deliver this in the workplace? Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit more about feedback first. So there can be a lot of negative connotations around giving and receiving feedback. You know, some people hear the word feedback and they get quite anxious um, and they think, oh, am I going to get quite a good talking to if I had to, mm-hmm. if I done something wrong? Um, and their boss might be giving them a really direct one-way conversation that isn't really a conversation at all. So sometimes there is quite a lot of negative connotations around it. So the first step really um, about good feedback is to think about feedback differently. So we want to think about feedback as a helpful, useful tool to help people and businesses grow. Because ultimately, without feedback, people won't know where they stand. So they'll either continue to do something that's not working so well, um, or they might stop doing something that they're doing really well because they didn't know that they were doing something really well. And nobody has encouraged that behavior. So another thing I, I just want to touch on before I go on to some examples is stop thinking about feedback as a one-way conversation you know get the other person's point of view during the conversation so they don't just feel shot down and accused of something you know we really want this to be viewed as a conversation so examples of of something that um you know could be good feedback could be along the lines of you know a specific situation that's happened recently where you can offer a relevant example so you know, don't be vague at this point. So if we're linking this to OKRs, it could be around somebody is just writing everyone's OKRs for them. You know, and if you if you've listened to the podcast previously, um, we really try and empower people to write their own OKRs. We want that collaboration. Um, so it could be a specific situation where somebody is just writing everyone's OKRs for them. Now, what might happen is as a leader or as a, as a coach within your organization, you might start to notice that this is happening. So you, you've noticed that it's turning into, you know, just one person writing everyone's OKRs. And this in turn is creating less buy-in from those working on them. So, you, you know, it's something that you really need to, to address as a coach or a leader. Now, in this conversation with this individual who's writing all of these OKRs for everyone, I'm going to be really specific. And I'm going to make it clear that I want less of this because of the impact that it's having. So the really important thing here is that I've done it timely. So I've I've, I've realized the situation and I've approached this person as soon as I'm noticing this. And I'm being really specific so they they can link back to it and they can remember this situation and and, and the, the details around it. Now, the other important thing here is that they understand the impact of them doing this. So, you know, in this situation, the impact is that people aren't committed to the routines or the habits attached with them or even potentially working on their OKR, which then in turn could actually impact the results we're getting from this OKR. And of course, we want to use OKRs to drive growth, change and innovation. So this one particular event could be having a really big knock-on effect later down the line. Now, once I've given bit of this feedback and the impact that it's having at this point I want to start bringing them into the conversation so I want to start understanding their point of view so you know this really creates an opportunity 
for that person to share their side of things and their view. Because for all I know, this could be due to direction coming from above. You know, you don't know the situation. You don't know what's happened. So so I want to get their point of view and I want to understand and be open-minded and empathetic with the situation. Now, once I've got their side of the story, um, at this point, you want to really understand what's going to change moving forward. So the whole point of this conversation is because we don't want this to continue. So at the end of this conversation, what we're going to talk about is what are the actions what are we going to take away from this conversation? You know, what are we going to do to change this moving forward? So, you know, do they need more support from me as a leader or a coach or perhaps a training session on really what they should be doing? You know, what, what is it that they need? But it needs to be really clear what we are taking away from this conversation. So it, it needs to really wrap up. And again, like as as we were saying about delivering this in the workplace, don't wait. So don't wait for a one-to-one or a specific time you've already got booked in the diary. Schedule a quick catch-up. You know, we we want this to really affect the business positively or the person. So we don't want to be waiting weeks on end where you think, well, actually, is is this person even going to remember the ins and outs of this particular situation? So really make sure that you're acting on this as quickly as you can. Thank you. I think that's a really good um, real life example, especially bringing in OKRs. And I think it's important just to labour on the point that it, it's not a one way conversation. That's probably why there's a lot of negative connotations to it, because people think, oh, no, what, what are they going to say? And it's, it's all negative or natural. In actual fact, you know, it's just for them to understand what they're doing and, and the impact that it has. Um, and another point that you raised, which I thought was really good, was um, empathy. And being empathetic. So um, I think that's important to remember when having the feedback conversations. So you've touched on it a little bit there, but I know there's much more we, we can say here in terms of how can feedback and coaching benefit your business? Yeah, thanks, Carly. You know, really good question. And I think you're right. You can really expand on this and go. We could have a really big conversation about this mm-hmm. because I think there is so many benefits to the business and to individuals with coaching and feedback. The the main thing that we want to do here, though, is we want to stimulate that growth mindset. So if we didn't coach any of our people or offer any feedback, as I was saying before, people aren't going to know if what they're doing is really good or they're not going to know if they should stop doing something, which in turn could, you know, really be detrimental to the organisation in in whatever way. Mm -hmm. So, What we want is that growth mindset because people get into that mindset of understanding that they can do better or differently. And they're not in this fixed mindset of thinking, oh, well, I can't do this or I'm not the right person or whatever that might be. People start to really grow as as an individual. Now, there has been loads of research and articles on this. And there's a particular one that summarizes this really well from um, Better Up. And they did an article called uh, The Benefits of Coaching purpose, clarity, and passion in daily life. And this was at the end of last year, actually, so still relatively recent, I would say, especially with things with the pandemic and everything and ways of working, it's it's still quite relevant. Now, the top five benefits that they said um, coaching can have in, in organisations is we've got number one, it empowers individuals. Number two, increasing employee engagement. Number three, improves individual performance four, deeper level of learning, and five, high employee commitment. Now, doing these things, 
is going to really get people to think differently and think for themselves. You know, if we're not coaching or not offering feedback, a lot of the time people are probably going to be looking to you as a leader for their answers and they're not going to be reflecting or coming up with those answers themselves because nobody gives them that opportunity and nobody gives them that chance to reflect or think differently or think for themselves as well. So what we want to do is with coaching and feedback is really try and get people to get out of their comfort zone. So when people get out of their comfort zone, they start to do really interesting, great things because people are challenging themselves and people are really, you know, contributing in a different way. And, you know, if we're thinking about, I don't know if, you know, if any of our readers have ever watched, um, sorry, read The Chimp Paradox, the, the classic book. Now, a lot of people tend to act or, or you know, do things based on emotions. Now, when we're giving feedback and coaching, people have that moment to reflect and think, actually, you know, was I um, acting on emotion? Was I doing this um, irrationally? And it allows people to do more based on fact and really start acting on the things that they should be doing rather than acting on emotion. So it really starts to help people reflect and think, think how they're going to do things differently in the future. Now, the other thing I want to touch on there is those benefits that BetterUp have said is, you know, if we're getting people to be um, well, for improving individual performance and we're empowering people and in, in increasing employee engagement, then people are going to want to stay. People are going to want to stay in the business and, we've, and we're going to be keeping the right people because we've got that reflective practice and, and we're taking the time to invest in our staff. And then you're not wasting money on things like, you know, if your retention and whatever is, is an issue, you're not you're not wasting money on employing people and, and going through that whole process. You're keeping the right people, um, which, of course, is going to benefit the business because then you've got the right people and you're taking the time to invest in those people. You know, I think things like having a growth mindset throughout an organization is is going to lead to, you know, based on studies, better morale, increased trust and innovation. And, and that they're the sort of things that a business really wants. You know, th this is how you can benefit your business through coaching and feedback because you're investing in your people. Thanks, Joe. And I think, as you said at the start of that, um, start of your answer, we could do a whole podcast just on, on that one, one question. Um, we'll also link to um, the chimp. Put a link into the chimp paradox book um, and the better um, research study in in the show notes. Um, but I think just following on from that point, having. Um, a feedback-driven culture, I think, um, definitely helps to break down um, some barriers. And like I said, people, um, you know, be more motivated, inc increase morale, um, and people will feel more, more comfortable, I think, as a leader to, to give feedback, but also um, your employees or colleagues actually receiving feedback and having that conversation and further enhanced um, by, by coaching and supported by coaching as well. There's definitely a lot of benefits that we, we can go into a lot more lot more detail. In particular, um, with those using OKRs, how can feedback help to drive forward your OKRs? Yeah, I think I think feedback is 
absolutely a crucial part of using OKRs. So, you know, we're, we're big advocates of testing, learning and adapting. And without that feedback, people aren't really going to understand what's working well and what should we stop doing and what do we need to continue doing. So where does this feedback really fit into OKRs? Well, I think, first of all, we need to understand are people working with OKRs in the right way? So, you know, things like attending check-ins, things like updating what needs to be updated, um, things like, you know, that there's, there's lots of different workshops and routines and habits that fit with OKRs. So we need to make sure that people are, are working with OKRs in the right way. So, again, if we move, if we touch back on what feedback is used for, it's either to encourage more of something or to, to change a way of working. So if people are showing the right behaviours and the ways of working with OKRs, great. We need to let them know because we need them to understand the impact of them doing that and why it's such a great thing that they're doing that. You know, we, we want more of that. So we want people to be encouraged that they're doing the right thing. Now, likewise, if people are not working with OKRs in the right way, you know, people aren't taking the check-in seriously or people aren't updating what needs to be updated, then again, we need them to understand and we need to them to understand why and the, the knock-on effects of them not doing this and the impact that it's having. So there's another way that feedback is, is crucial in, the, in, the, in working with OKRs. People need to know if they're working with OKRs in the right way. The other part in the feedback um, process with OKRs is, like I said at the beginning, we need to understand the way of working with OKRs and if it's working for us as a business or an organisation. So, you know, we need to think about at the end of a cycle, let's retrospectively look back and think, right, how were we storing our OKR data? How are we tracking our OKR data? What are the routines and habits at, you know, attached to OKRs actually doing for us? You know, the culture, everything that kind of um, revolves around OKRs, we need to understand the, the, the pros and the cons to it. So what we want to do is we want to get feedback on those different parts of the process to understand, okay, great, this isn't working. Well, we'll change this then. How can we change this? Okay, you know, it, it provokes the conversation. It makes OKRs really work for us when we're constantly in that feedback um, loop in the different cycles. Yeah, and if you don't, like I said, if you don't look back at what's working and what's not working, then you're you're not going to move the needle um, forward on, on things that you need to move forward with. So I think it's as you've already mentioned and <laughs> summed up very well. It's it's, it's so important to have those frequent check-ins and, and ensure that all of those involved in OKRs are present and and, and attending to to give and get that feedback. We've touched on coaching and how this can benefit your business. Um, why would you say you need an OKR coach in your organisation and how can having an OKR coach benefit your business? Yeah, again, really good question, Carly. I think overall, a lot of organisations have challenges when they first implement OKRs or even if they've been working with OKRs for quite a while because what happens is, is that the message of OKRs almost gets a little bit diluted or there can be, depending on if 
somebody's listened to a podcast or read a book or, you know, previously worked with OKRs. A lot of different people could have different interpretations of really what OKRs are, what they mean or how to work with them. So what having an OKR coach does is, or or at least having quite a few OKR coaches, it allows us to almost, you know, put them out into the organization and spread our way of working with OKRs. So we, we train them up in a certain way. So then everyone is getting one message on how we're actually working with OKRs. And having the OKR coaches will allow us to keep momentum because we've, we've got that responsibility of making sure that things like check-ins, the, the transitions between cycles, all of those really crucial parts of the um, OKR framework are being looked after by the OKR coaches and, and, and people are making sure that it's happening. Now, depending on if you get your OKR coaches trained or you know if you are just doing it in-house, it's really important though to make sure that your coaches understand their roles. So making sure that people understand what their responsibilities are as coaches and what other people in the organization understand their role to be. Because what we don't want to happen is that people think, oh, we've got OKR coaches, so they can write all of our OKRs for us. They can check in on them. They can do all of this. No, um, OKR coaches aren't there for that. But what they are there for is to support those going through the OKR process. So OKRs is is a huge change management piece. So having these OKR coaches as well will help people understand why we're using OKRs and spread that message. Um, Especially if you were to to go through our own coach academy, not only do we go through the the processes and the routines and the habits and and how to work with OKRs, we also do all of the, the people side of things. So all of this coaching that we're talking about today, different types of feedback, this is also what we train the coaches to do because what we want from our coaches is for, for other people to feel like they can approach them and other people to you know want to go to them for help and to feel supported by them. So it's important that you've got the right types of skills as your OKR coach, but it's, it's just super important that you've got those dedicated people to, to, to help drive OKRs and to, to move them forward as well. Yeah, thank you. And I think, as you mentioned, it's it's really important for those in, in the organisation to understand why you're using OKRs. And by having an OKR coach, you've got that internal champion to, to ensure that OKRs are, are widely embraced and you know, they know OKR best practices and ultimately helps to increase the organisation's chance of successful implementation um, and just touching on on our own OKR Coach Academy which um, is now recognised by the CMI um, we'll pop a link in for you to find out more if you're interested in you know training yourself to, to be an OKR coach or for anyone in your organisation and finally Joe, I know you've given us lots of um, useful um, tips and examples already on, on both feedback and coaching but just thought I'd end by asking if you have any tips for anyone listening, whether they're they're a leader or um, an aspiring leader, moving into a leadership role, that struggle to give feedback. Yeah, I think this is a really important thing to, to finish with, really, because 
let's just start by saying if you are struggling to give feedback, you're not alone. You know, like you said, there's a lot of people out there that either dread giving constructive feedback or, or even receiving it. So my first bit of advice really would be to take a minute and reflect and understand why. Why are you struggling to give this feedback? What is it around feedback that you're either nervous about or not sure about? You know, take that minute to understand yourself, what it is. So then you can work on that moving forward. So, you know, think about things like preparing your feedback before you have that conversation. You know, get the facts and make sure that you enter that conversation with a really open mindset. You know, change the way that you think about feedback and your perception of feedback because the more your intentions are pure and the more you wanting to give feedback for the right reasons that's going to come across in the conversation and the more and more you tell yourself that it's for the right reasons and whether this is positive feedback or you know constructive feedback the outcome of this is going to be that we're going to change our way of working or this person is going to grow and develop and then in turn help the business grow and develop, that's how we can kind of change our mindset about, about feedback because we're doing it for the right reasons. And that will become easier as a leader or a coach to do that because you're thinking about it in a different way. Thank you, Jo. I think that's a really useful tip. Um, and I think we can all take a minute and, and have a think um, about the reasons, I guess, why you're struggling, whether that's feedback or in any other I guess aspects of, of life I think is a really good tip and thank you for joining um, me for Giant Talk today Joe. it's been a really interesting topic and I know we get um, a lot of questions um, when we talk to, to prospects or, or clients or, or coaches on the course um, about lots of the areas that we've discussed today thank you for listening to another episode of Giant Talk as always, if you have any feedback for us or if you have anything that you want us to talk about in any of our future podcasts, you can get in touch by emailing growth at therebegiants.com. Thank you. Thanks, Carly.